Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. everyone and welcome to another episode of the take cast my name is davis matic you guys can find me on twitter at davis matic in this episode of the show i am joined by nathan peters kroll you probably know him better as npk if you've had any real experience uh, with DraftKings or the DraftKings vip program over the years you have probably interacted with npk and that is the source of our conversation we talk a lot about some of the behind the scenes stuff at DraftKings over the last several years how they structure their rewards program Ethan Gate and just sort of uh, just sort of a peek behind the curtain there over at uh, DraftKings.com and just kind of inside DFS and these DFS slash sports betting companies over the last few years. If you enjoyed the show, please think about leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can subscribe to the Patreon for bonus episodes of the show, or you can just tell a friend about the program. Now let's go ahead and get into it. All right, guys, very excited to welcome into the program uh, a, a guy who I've known for a long time that we've been very familiar with. Uh, you probably know him better if you're a DFS OG as NPK. This is Nate Peters Cole. Kroll, buddy, how uh, how are we doing here on this uh, this Wednesday morning? Well, cold. Uh, well, not, not cold. Rainy, uh, windy. And warm, warm-ish in Boston for February. Uh, can't complain, though. Yeah, we, we uh, can't complain. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, I'd be a lot better if every day when I logged in on DraftKings.com, I just, uh, I, I was appropriately uh, compensated for the loyalty that I've shown to this company throughout the years, which is, uh, I, I've been wanting to have the um, the rewards VIP conversation for a while on this show because it's kind of something that is floated out there in the ether i think we'll probably get into that a little bit later uh but let's just let's just start right here let's do a little bit of your background kind of what your job was at draftkings.com how you i mean how you found that job to begin with and uh and just yeah kind of a little bit of your story yeah yeah i mean i we can go way back right and and uh, like weaving school had no real plan. Of course, I, I graduated college 2010, right? Uh, little, little recession going on uh, at a that little, point. Small recession, um, sure. And of course, didn't didn't plan for anything as a as a college kid will a degenerate who's you know partying and drinking and betting on sports and watching sports pretty much constantly. Um, made no plan, so went back home um, to Connecticut, right? Um, it actually picked up a job 
uh, landscaping. Initially, I had picked, I had had that job earlier, and and just started firing off applications everywhere. Uh, there was a scenario, there was a path where I went down, where I would go down. Uh, it, I'd be like political NPK, right? I would have worked for a congressman, and uh, right. done that whole done that whole thing, and. In retrospect, that would have been fucking miserable. Now, working in today's landscape, right? <laughs> um, Not that dissimilar from working for DraftKings. You know, at the yeah. end of the day, you're you're, you're greasing palms and dealing with politicians uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, a lot of fake news out there, of course. Um, no, so I uh, I did get a job working for a congressman. Like I I had um, I had a previous relationship with him. Um, I had worked on his campaign a couple of years before that, but like two days into that job, ESPN gave me a call. Um, and like, yeah, you're, you're not gonna any, any job at ESPN at that point for a 22 year old. And it was, it was a very thankless stat grunt role at ESPN. Um, but you're not going to say no to that over, um, over your entry level political office job. Like you're just you're obviously you're just going to pick one as a as a 22 year old recent right. college grad um male who's a, a fucking encyclopedia of fucking sports right so that's i was known as schwab at, at in in my college right so right um <laughs> so it, it was kids, an obvious the kids choice don't even know the kids dude, they they don't they, they don't even get the stump the schwab reference they they truly said so like there's a 24 year old listening to this and that just totally flew over oh, their head we are we are dating ourselves in in a in a beautiful way here uh right Correct. um yeah <laughs> no so so I, I took the job there no-brainer uh decision a couple years in there um yeah it was it was espn right so you had to buy into that culture the hierarchy was impossible to to navigate and to move up you know as 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 hard as you could try as as you know as many contacts and meetings as you could um, as you could set up so uh, so I bailed on that. I went to uh, move to Florida to to a startup, like a very early stage startup. Um, it was a friend from ESPN who actually had turned me on to it. And it was like, I, I laugh about it. Like it was it was doomed, like from probably the jump. Right. Just right. from from a management standpoint, from an engineering standpoint, just from all of from down the line, like. There were red flags and like the product was kind of cool. It was called Snap Call. It was like an app called Snap Call Sports. And essentially you would you would have someone live producing um, like a, a, a companion app for a game and it would push out different scenarios like props during the game. Okay. That you would that you would answer, right? And and it would put try and put like a very uh like color commentary sort of tone with it. And then it would throw out like, okay, you know, 30 seconds left in the game. Um, the Heat are down by one. Who's shooting your next shot? It's like LeBron, Wade, Bosch, you know, other. Field. Right. Okay. And of course, it was 2013, 2014, right? I mean, gambling was, everyone was was on the black market, right? But there wasn't, there wasn't anything even close to being legal. Obviously, you had your, your FanDuel and DraftKings in the DFS streets at that point and Draft Street and then. And all the other uh, begotten 
uh dfs sites out there they, right? daily joust draft day <laughs> yeah all of our all of our all of our aces out there. Oh, well, aces, aces baby aces, sure. oh, yeah r.i.p pour it out right um and but nothing truly gambling right so uh you could you'd answer these little props for for just like points right and you could redeem the points for gift cards or whatever so cool idea maybe a little ahead of its time almost but yeah just the management communication it was all kind of uh haphazard and and um so it was kind of doomed and and so probably around probably around 2014 so i did that I moved down to Florida for that end of 2012, 2013. I kind of figure out, all right, this is, this is whatever. 2014. I just kind of like, I also kind of do the same thing. I'm in Florida. I'm playing golf. I'm having fun. Right. I'm in my mid twenties. Great. Uh, then it was the summer of 2014 draft street world cup, uh, like pick them. That shit changed my, it like changed my entire life. Right. Okay. Um, that if you remember, if you remember Draft Street, of course, and of you course. remember any of those pickup games for the World Cup, that shit was like, that shit. I don't even, I don't even remember if I won, but I probably won like once early, and I was just addicted to that, to that game. It was very much like tears. Format. Yeah, it was very much like tears of today, but it's like for World Cup, it was just so easy. It was like tier one, Messi or Ronaldo. Tier two, like, uh, Moore. Eleven. We just name off, yeah, name off guys who played in the World Cup, right? Of of and just hear them out, and it was just so much fun playing that game. Um, so I'm like, oh, okay, like there's there are these operators out here that have these cool cool games, and I had been playing on FanDuel. Um, I knew of DraftKings, but Draft Street was like, I, I I like Draft Street the best of them, and then of course what that fall, uh, DraftKings bought Draft Street, bought them out, yeah, yeah. Right. So early, so it was the end of 14, early 15, where I'm like, all right, let's, uh, let's, let's figure this out here. And it's just started launching applications at really FanDuel and DraftKings. Like those were, they were the two, they, they had clearly just, um, the better products, um, and I was like, all right, let's focus on these two. I think FanDuel, I had a screen with them. Uh, and ultimately they said no. Um, I mean, probably better, probably for the better at that point. Um, so I kept watching at DK player pricing analyst, uh, customer experience, whatever, whatever they had up, whatever they had. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, middle, middle of 2015, I hear back from them. I go through their process, uh, and, and I get, I get an offer actually (laughs) kind of, uh, it was my grandmother's funeral in Oklahoma, <laughs> and I got the call that morning uh, with the offer, right? And it was like, so life-changing, life-changing day. So pretty much snap accepted, um, whatever, like didn't matter. Nothing, nothing really mattered. I was whatever, 27 at the time great we'll pack up we'll move to we'll move up to boston we'll, we'll move to boston sure why not yeah ship ship it up right like um and uh yeah no and i started in august uh august on just customer support right 
And uh, so you were, so you were the guy when someone writes in, you know, there was a fire in the Spurs Timberwolves game in Mexico City. You guys have to give me my refund. You were the guy on the other side of that chat box, being like, "I'm sorry, dude. There's just nothing I can do for you." Yes, yes. Most and and we obviously were armed with, uh, with macros and with form responses and, um, and yeah, and yeah. Listen, like that. Those were. Well, now imagine, imagine starting in August of 2015 at this, at like the unicorn of unicorns, right. In the tech, in the tech space. And then two months later, October, October happens. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I guess mean, we'll, I, I don't, I don't remember my timeline exactly, but that was Ethan gate. You get, you get hired correct, and then, correct. so again, if you are uh, younger and you don't remember Ethan gate was basically the delineation of every time you turn on your TV, you'd see a DraftKings commercial, you'd see a FanDuel commercial, whatever these were, the, these were as, as MPK said, tech unicorns, they were every round of funding. It was more and more. And then Ethan Haskell, you know, basically accidentally presses submit on an article that publishes ownership percentages before the players on DraftKings had locked and it it becomes a shitstorm, the likes of which you would have to be pretty into DFS to understand. But basically, you know, attorney generals were getting involved, governors were getting involved. Chris Christie mentioned Daily Fantasy in the uh in in the presidential the Republican presidential uh, primary debates like it it was a huge thing these companies stopped spending they fired a bunch of people you know because they, there was no money coming in they were and i mean and we actually see this now in 2023 24 these big tech companies they expand 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 they grow too big they pull back they got to let a bunch of people go that was happening at that time and there was very real panic from people in our industry i'm sure both inside of DraftKings yeah. and at Roto grinders at name your name your fantasy side of choice that that our way of life was going to be over because DFS was was going to die I, and I can't imagine what that was like inside of DraftKings at the time. Well, yeah, right. It's it's like think about and again, like this is pre. You have to look at everything with a pre May twenty eighteen lens, right? Right. Because because Paspo wasn't even. Paspa being overturned wasn't a thing. Like that just that just was what it was. We're not gonna have legal gambling. And that I mean the game of skill, the, it's funny, the game of skill debates, right? It's like because we we laugh about it, but like those were those were like legitimate arguments being made, which yeah, in retrospect, okay, DFS is gambling, but we also know that very, very skilled professionals are winning. 95% of the of the money, right? And and like that, I mean, that's been highly publicized now, right? Where you have, I mean, DK like publishes their like average results, right? Which, you know, right adds at least a little bit of transparency, but um yeah, like the whole game of skill argument that comes that came about. I mean, it was it was almost a parody, but it was it was a legitimate uh talking point and discourse uh when when talking through uh you know dfs and and it's legal and we'll get yeah i think we'll get we'll get into more uh of those legal sort of issues later but um but yeah no it was so the opportunity there was so much opportunity at at um 
at DraftKings, all you have to do, especially like in 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 a support team, right? Which you know, that's definitely a thankless role. You mentioned, you know, you mentioned earlier, you're just, you're on the other end of, of, uh, of requests and cases. And although venting. if I, if I do want to compliment DraftKings, which I, I will vacillate between complimenting them and, and uh, insulting them. Most of the experiences I've had with live customer support or email customer support with DraftKings by and large, it's been pretty good, right? Of like, I have an issue. They either tell me, look, dude, I, I actually can't solve this. Or if there's something I can do, I will do it for you. Very little of that that frustrating experience of, I know there's something you can do and you're not understanding what I'm saying. Yeah, no. And and they, I mean, I, shit, I remember like helping helping train, helping build some of the, the policies, procedures out where it's like, you just just treat people treat people like humans like don't try and just try and like empathize a little bit with someone put yourself in their shoes even a little bit and that'll go that'll at least yeah it's still it's still a shitty experience no one can no one can predict when you know smoothie king is gonna have a leak in its fucking roof right, right. like no one's gonna predict the ac in fucking san antonio or whatever whatever the whatever that whatever the weird the the the, uh, the the arena in mexico city in a game between the timberwolves and san antonio right. caught on fire yeah that's right i mean all the all the different ufc all the all the shit that happened in ufc back in like 27 circa 2017 to 2019 do you remember i, I remember working one night uh, and, and this was when I had moved up like a couple, a couple rungs too. And I was like, Oh, I was like a lead on, on customer, um, support. So, and, and of course you rotated as a lead, you get, you got, you know, cushy shifts, right. More, more, more of those day shifts, you know, you had to probably work, you know, one night shift and then one weekend shift, right. Every, you know, every four or eight weeks or something. Um, so I was working a weekend shift as a lead in support and and it was one of those UFC cards that was like okay this guy's out and this guy's out we're going to actually just match up these two these two guys who were supposed to fight two other guys and now they're going to fight and this was all after lock obviously yeah. um and just a complete fucking shit show and there's literally nothing there's nothing anyone can do pretty much anywhere right right like would, I mean, even even the scoring, even scoring those fights was it was like manually done. Um, so like there's it's just shit happens that you just have zero control of. I mean, it's like life. You just shit happens where you have no control of and you just it's shitty and you kind of have to you just have to take it in, take it in the chest. Right. And that's um, but but on that team, you know, like I said, I like I moved up rapidly because it's you know you understand you understand the product dfs been playing it for been playing it for years um you understand the customer and can at least make a make a connection or at least empathize a little bit with a customer um and then you know just just kind of showing up at least most of the time right because yeah a lot of I mean, then then you learn when you start managing folks on that side where it's like, yeah, you're most of these kids are fresh out of school. You know, responsibility isn't 
isn't super high. And maybe that's right. where I had an advantage coming in as a little bit older, you know, coming into, into that role initially and just being like, okay, like I have a little bit of responsibility or I have a little bit of responsibility, just put in any effort and you're going to be able to move, go somewhere at this company. Right. Cause so what was that like going from being the guy answering the chat box to you, you know, uh, you have to help, uh, you know, high, maybe medium stakes roller uh, guy, guy X get tickets to Celtics games or, or whatever, like just kind of, how does that whole, how did that whole structure work? Right. Well, yeah. Like there was just from, just from being in support, you're, you obviously get to touch so many different teams, right? You're obviously working closely with, with a VIP because a lot, you know, you're having a lot of those customers write in about, um, you know, service, service level requests, whether it's, uh, you know, expiring tickets for DK dollars, like the very, the very support requests that like, you know, that like Jordan or Burnbach, you know, or Aguiar, they, they, they didn't need to spend their time doing, you know, doing that. Right. Um, and, and no, you just start to, you just start to get to know those guys and you know, some of the customers too. Um, and, and you obviously touch a ton of other departments just figuring out, um, you know, figuring out a marketing uh, email or a marketing, um, uh, like, I mean, I remember all of those. I feel like the tiered, do you remember the tiered contests, like the gold tier contest when we did the monthly or when DK was doing the monthly, it was like the 50K because the the Honestly, rewards no. used to be- Oh. Oh, this is like this so is like this is like okay so so this we, is we, way back this is before yeah. um this is before missions this is oh, before yeah. tier credits this is before oh, yeah. so your reward for the month so let's say you were a gold player your reward for the month would be you would be entered into the gold free roll for an NBA contest and you would get um I I believe you could get multiple entries into these contests if that if you if you were at a certain well, that could be wrong. Or I think I think as you went up the level, you might you might get in all the contests. So right, that, if you were so if you were it. Onyx, it was that, it was that if you, you could were black the... or Onyx, you could you just got into all the other contests, right? You were you were entered into everyone. So so whatever the lowest level is, silver, gold. Uh, it, it didn't used to be called diamond. It used to be called something else. Platinum or something. Pla- platinum and yeah, and then black. Um, because I remember. It would be like someone would message me and be like, "Oh, there's uh um, pew pew pew." Paul Paul Villasmar would be like, "Uh, I'm in MLB black free roll for this month. I will right. you just send me a team that I can use in this because I don't I I got you know I don't what 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 do I know about this? Um, yeah. So that was like that was like five iterations of rewards ago on draft. Oh yeah. Oh, I went back last night. I tried to like I tried to jot out like some semblance of like a roadmap and i just couldn't i, I couldn't even so so what exists today is not very good just... but it is better than that it is better than that being cool. correct correct so it, it, there's a bell curve right to these to these things i suppose uh no so yeah back back to your back to on onto that uh onto your question right it's so you know wrapping up all of that you just you get to know uh different teams around the company you get close with but yeah, you specifically get close with those guys in VIP and, and, um, and specifically it was, yeah, Aguiar was, was basically just, he didn't want to, he didn't want to communicate with, with customers 
uh, anymore, right? He didn't want to be customer facing, which listen, I think he had done it for probably five, probably five, five or so years at that point. I, I don't, I don't blame him at all, right? Say what you want, say what you want about about him, right? Like I, I don't blame anyone for for wanting to step out of. I mean, he he helped, he helped bring all of poker player like a lot of poker players they might have meant they might have made it made up they might have ended up making it there anyway but he made that push of poker players after um after black friday over to dfs in a lot of ways right so especially at DraftKings, right obviously fan can't can't speak fandle but um so he was moving out um of his of his role in vip and and essentially i i kind of walked into the the backfill of of that role um it was out of boston and it was clear i mean clearly they wanted um someone internal um and that was what end of 2017 early 2018 when that transition happened right so it's crazy because then a couple months later you have you have paspa being overturned and then from there it's like then that roadmap of of OSB and online gaming in general, that, that just kind of explodes from there. Um, so you but, were, you were the, the lead or, or lead ish of VIP as PASPA came, came into play when, when DraftKings realized that they were going to be able to operate a sports book online. Right. It was, so it was, we had a VP, it was, it was wild, right? It was, we had a VP above us and then it was Bernbach. It was Bernbach managing me and Jordan essentially, and then we had Kelsey, who uh, some there'll be a ton of player customers who know Kelsey just from meeting her at events. She's um, she was basically project manager. She's now some senior director role there now. She's, um, but she basically too, just kept too busy us, to answer my emails. That's for sure. <laughs> she just kept us. She kept us on on task because it was it was organized chaos. Like we didn't have books of business. We had, we had customer lists and, and data on, on play. Right. But like, there wasn't like, okay, Jordan owns these relationships and Matt owns these relationships and NPK owns these relationships. It's just kind of, just kind of a free for all. Right. Um, Which is why back, back looking, why it makes sense that the easiest way to, get something that you wanted from DraftKings VIP was not for them to offer it to you was to email someone and say, Hey, is it possible for me to get uh, tickets to this chief's game? Or uh, can I get, you know, X player reward or, or just like whatever. Um, And that is, you know, it's got, obviously it's, it's, it's not going to apply to everyone, but it is maybe a good lesson to learn in life in general is that you are unlikely to get things if you don't ask for it. And if you assume that all of these things are uh, finely tuned machines that are operating as intended and that someone is kind of thinking of you and, and checking up on you. Like the, the answer is totally no. And I, I would apply that moving forward to if you're, if you play a lot on underdog, if you play a lot on right. FanDuel, if you are betting a ton at bet MGM, whatever you're doing, they're not going to offer you the rewards. Like they're, if they're really not like, I promise you, uh, 2024 NPK at DraftKings is not thinking about you right now at all. Yeah, no, you're you're uh, you're you're a name and a number on a list, right? You have a you have a value, right? 
Um, you have yeah. a value attached to you essentially as, as a, as a VIP and yeah, there's only so much, uh, there's only so much, yeah, the company can give you value wise too. Right. And I know that, and I'm sure that's something they've, well, it's, I don't know. The best way I like to think about it too, is there were like, yeah, back in those days, there, there was still a glut of of assets, right? A glut of like hospitality assets of those like tickets, right? You know, whether to games, um, you know, just like kind of like bonuses in general, right? Like, you know, a little, little site credit here, here and there. Right. Yeah. Um, but especially like those experience, these, those experiential, that experiential stuff, like the tickets, right. And folks, some of those like OG DFS folks who they were, you know, they got in a mindset of, I think about, especially like Boston area, right. Pat's tickets. That was, that's, that's, that's one you can point to so easily, right. Where you have OG DFS players who've been going to Pat's games for years. And now, so Connecticut then gets legalized for sports betting and even I casino a couple years ago now, and then Massachusetts adds um, sports betting just, what last about a year ago and um in in march of 23 so yeah you're just gonna have the parameters are gonna change right so you're you're gonna ask for hey you know like uh, can i go you know i've I've always gone to the pats uh dolphins game right i bring my you know i bring my dad and my uh my two sons right it's a you know great day out for us at the at the dk box and it's like well your you know your whatever X, X dollars of, of handle your X dollars of rake, whatever it is, you know, your value to the company. Yeah. You've, you're, you've been consistent over the years, right. With your play. Right. But now, now those, those goals, those goalposts have shifted, right. Because you're, because you're maybe there's only so many pads tickets to give away. There's only so many suites that DraftKings has access to. And guess what? The dude who fires up iCasino and plays, 5k hands of blackjack guess what that guy just matters a lot more uh not only to the bottom line of draftkings.com but also to dkng stockholders you know just it just is what it is. and and that guy you could even argue that the casino guy is because casinos can kind of go up and down might might even be worth less than the guy who logs in and bets a thousand dollars a night on major league baseball games and is giving up an edge every single night doing right. so like the the dfs side it just matters a lot less you know there's a lot less money to be made on the dfs right. side right so it's like yeah no so it's those assets they still they still exist there are probably more more of them right but we had i mean there was there was an mlb there like that was a league-wide mlb deal we had we had you know, uh, batting practice on the field in Texas or in Chicago or in Denver, like I, I threw constantly. out the first pitch at a Kansas City yeah, Royals right, game. Yeah, exactly, right? We just had that agreement. No, exactly. That was it. Was part of the MLB agreement, and we got just so many of those of those. Whether it's yeah, little like money can't buy stuff like the first like the first pitch or what. There's like uh, I I think you could do no. I don't think you could do the seventh inning stretch at 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 Wrigley that would be really cool but you could go up to like a 
the uh, broadcast box, I think in like Oakland or something like there were just cool experiences, right? Those money can't buy experiences that just existed. And it's like, there was three of us trying to service what any number of thousand of accounts. And it's like, yeah, we were just, we were trying to, we were filling the hospitality because it needed to be filled. Not because we had, not because we maybe had some great, great, customer in mind who wanted to do that who was their lifelong dream to like throw out the first pitch or something right it's like we had it and you know there 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 there's all of our vips out there but like there wasn't a formulaic process so i guess that answers one of my questions which would have been because basically the way i understood it from the outside was that over time the rewards the DraftKings was doling out became more automated. It became a system, right, with the crowns and then the rewards at the end of the year. And then it was, you get, uh, what was it? Okay, so if you get to Diamond, you got the 40% accrual right. boost, you know, uh, o- over the years. And and mm-hmm. that I, that reduced, honestly, it re- reduced your guys' need to interface with people like me who are on the site every single day but are grinding the smallest possible slates, doing all the achievements, doing all the missions, but not, certainly, I am not, uh, I, I I guess I provide a service to DraftKings via filling contests, but not by right. helping them make money. They do not make a ton of rake money off of uh, you know, edge grinders such as myself. Right, right, which I, I, I do, I do think there is, you know, to, to, to not skip ahead to like, the actual reward, the rewards conversation, but like right. there, there has to be, there's some element of, of the crowns of all of those crowns having, having something to do. Cause now they, what? So end of 21, they rolled out the new system where it's a year long accrual versus, right. versus the month long accruals. Right. And then, then end of 22, it was doing away with, crowns being like the accrual measurement and then moving to like tier credits right so and like the you can still buy in buy in with your crowns at the same at the same number it's still like 550 550 crowns to one dollar right but the value of those crowns has been just completely completely shrunk because yeah, missions. You're you're not getting nearly as as many of them. Oh, it's Wednesday. You you were looking for your your, your prize chest today. Well, that's not going to be coming either. Um. Well, and and honestly, oh. I loved I loved the the Onyx like reveals because what was it, it was five hundred thousand crowns, and like it was always fun to see. Oh, who's gonna get the little ten k? Who's gonna get the little ten k uh, DK dollar boost today? Or, or whatever, I know, right? I know. And they and they took it away, and they took it away before I ever got to bink on the crown. You know, I think I think the most I ever got was 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 thirty thousand. Now, I mean, I have some great memories attached to this. There was a time where uh, I guess I, you you definitely would have been around for this. I don't know if you had a hand in this, but it was they did a single entry series for major league baseball that gave away a ton of crowns if you did it and then gave away a ton of crowns um if you completed all 30 days of it and it allowed a bunch of idiots like me to get black status for a month because i i think if you did it every day you got um 
uh, well, this is this. I mean, that's even further is that your status used to go by month, not by year. So, right. so pre 2020, your, uh, your, your DraftKings VIP status, you could be, you could be, uh, silver one month. You could be black the next based right. on, on your action. So it was a little bit more manipulatable then that, 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 that is kind of, that was kind of peak for me was gaming the system to that degree. And, um, you know, I, I, I know that some of the changes are, it doesn't have anything. It doesn't have anything to do with edge grinders. It act has more to do with the sports book and the casino stuff. But it does. It does. It's. I do look back on those days fondly. I really miss them. Yeah. No. Absolutely. There. There is a bit of nostalgia. I think. Yeah. Anytime. Right. And it's like. It's where like like uh, you know weaving the company. Right. It's you see the shift. And it's like you had you long. It's like the you long for those, those good old days. Right. Of, right. OG OG DFS days, right? And um yeah, no, it's like you look at you obviously look at Paspa Paspa being overturned being the start of that, which also it's yeah, it's weird because it's like that that in a lot of ways. See, it didn't it didn't bail the company out. It obviously because to DK's credit, right, they even prior to Paspa being overturned, the just the DK, and of course I was there, so like, yeah, obviously pat myself on the back, but like DK was just clearly more committed to DFS than than FanDuel, probably starting as early as 20, 2016, 2017, right? This was what I've always got the sense is that Robbins and those guys, they just kind of had an idea that this was going to happen and they were going to be the best positioned if and when it did. Well, I, I was I was reading, I think it was a it was an article a couple weeks ago with Robbins where he mentioned if this is the exact quote, so paraphrasing a little bit, but he was like, Yeah, no, when we when we founded, you know, when the three of us founded uh you know, founded the company, we weren't, we weren't thinking like long game, which is maybe discrediting himself a little bit, or just trying to make him look maybe a little more like, you know, common manny, but like, you know, uh, resonate with the, with the, you know, average Joe a little bit. He's like, yeah, we weren't trying to, we weren't trying to like foresee what was happening in, in with sports betting. Right. We were just trying to, we were sports fans trying to make a game, you know, making a, make a cool game. Right. Which, which like then when you get into when you start looking at all of the, they hired so so many people from land based, uh, brick and mortar, this which is where you start to see that shift, and both in, just both in you know operationally and then just the culture right from a startup to more of that corporate culture right, um. And so, so maybe they needed to hire all these people because yeah, they just didn't, they didn't know how to run a book. <laughs> like, and that was, that was just admitting, admitting that they, Hey, they were good with tech. They were clearly, uh, they were clearly. You and, know, and they were good at business. I mean, like, I mean, they were the most, they were just so aggressive, right. With, right. with the marketing right. and with leveraging themselves and being like, yeah. this might blow up and we might not mm -hmm. have any money and we might go out of business in a way oh, yeah. that FanDuel won't, right. Cause FanDuel was right. never that aggressive with any of that stuff, but it, it's, I mean, again, talking about things the kids will, will definitely not remember 
when DFS, like, for, like when you first knew about it, FanDuel was like, might as well have been the only one that existed. Like the, the, right. they were, they were so far ahead. DraftKings had like massive overlay every single yeah. night. They were eating it. They were taking it on the chin. Although massive overlay relative to what it is now, it's like you know a lot different. They were losing like seventeen thousand dollars a night in Major League Baseball. I'm probably sweating it. Probably being like, shit. I don't know how much longer this is sustainable. Right, and right in in a spot that. I mean, I'm certainly no business genius or whatever, but a lot of people would have looked at the situation and been like, well, there's just no way to beat this monolith. You know, there's no way, there's no way to compete with FanDuel and Robbins and uh, Lieberman and all those guys. Like they looked at it and they were like, actually, no, we can win. Well, and it's, it's, it's then interesting too, when you look at like the timeline, right. Is, you know, we tried or, you know, they, the, the failed merger, 2017 I believe was it was the middle of that year the summer of that year and and I mean I think that that would and then subsequently FanDuel then sold for pennies on the dollar to to Patty Power like probably within probably within a year right because right. then because that was right around the time Passbook got overturned and it was like oh Patty Power just made that just with genius genius move by PPB or Flutter or you know if I think Flutter probably owned the whole conglomerate or whatever at that point, but um, so it, that's a that's a fun like what if hypothetical like that that sometimes people uh, do kind of forget that one too that there was a real chance that DraftKings and FanDuel would have been one company, right? I mean, and and probably more more than likely like integrated to to a DK to onto the DK platform um, more than likely. But so just imagine that timeline, right? If that happens, 2017 integration takes nine months or whatever, Haspa gets overturned. And then you're staring at a DK fan duel. Like, are we just talking about like an 80, 85% market share company in, in sportsbook right now? Probably. Yeah, probably where, and, and I guess, you know, one of bet MGM or ESPN or just whatever of these other companies um, ends up being the, the second place right. type type entity or whatever. Distant, yeah. yeah. Distant, like de facto number two, right. Whoever is the, I guess the first mover or just has, you know, can build uh market share. Right. So, but... so inside of DraftKings, PASPA gets, PASPA gets, repealed basically and, and we start going on to a, a state by state basis what is are there is there a company memo that's sent out like this is a sports betting company now is it water cooler like what <laughs> what is because you know the your your whole prior experience everyone's prior experience at this company maybe outside of the absolute top levels is this is a daily fantasy sports company it's why we exist it's who we serve that's how we make money what changes internally at DraftKings at that point I mean, I would say, I would say the hiring, right? That's when there wasn't any shift immediately, right? Because it's still, it was still very much state by state, right? New Jersey was August of 2018. And then, I mean, yeah, we, we just look at the timeline of the last, whatever, five and a half, six years here. And it's like, it's, it's been a slow, but steady trickle, right? And even, but even though the first year, two years, it was, 
I think West Virginia came on and you had like New Hampshire and it was a slow, just a slow, steady sort of trickle, Pennsylvania, Indiana. So it, it wasn't, I'm sure, I'm sure at the top levels. And, and again, I think that goes into the, the hiring of all of the, you know, Johnny Avello or yeah, Johnny Avello, right. That was the big name they got from, um, from the Westgate, right. He ran the book at the Westgate for a long time and he was, going to be like sports book um sports book director right um and him him in addition to you know hundreds hundreds of others probably thousands at this point right um of folks who worked in brick and mortar land based and that's from operations to then you get to start getting into vip um vip uh recruitment and hiring and it just kind of i, I think it was more it was probably more communicated to maybe some of the people they were hiring, right. Of like, yeah, like we're, we're leaning into sports book and, you know, whoever, whoever's here and, and is left over and, you know, is maybe, maybe becomes collateral damage, whether, you know, whether it's alienation pushed out, whatever, whatever the case may be, you know, we'll, we'll kind of live with that. Right. And, and um, yeah, you know, like that's, it stinks, but like that's just right. kind of the reality. I mean, it, and it, like, it's I'm not, also it's, it's it, the reality it, of the situation. Well, it's kind of funny because there are like relationships there too. You know, like, uh, like Jor- Jordan Bloom, uh, has been my buddy for a long time. I met him, um, in, in San Diego in like 20, 2013, 2014, one of those two, um, for, uh, for, uh, a major league baseball final. And, you know, for a long time, he would like, he give me blues tickets, whatever. And then like at a certain point, he's just like, I mean, I could still text him whenever. And if he could help me, he would. But like, it just became clear. It's like, I got X amount I can do. I got X amount of, of work hours in a day or whatever. Uh, and I can't, I can't, I can't do that. You know, I can't. Well, and also I lived in Kansas City and DraftKings, sold, they had a suite at Arrowhead and they sold it. That was uh that was a that was because they used to just be like I was yeah. one of the only guys even in the reward system in Kansas period right, right so I could just go and then they sold that and that got that uh, that ended up being a bummer yeah no right I think no I remember no because like I said it's like there was MLB deals I think on a league wide basis so they would have had to just go and do the one off like Kansas City because it's like all right we just yeah, like in terms of seeing the radius and being like, okay, we can't, we can get Davis, but like getting anyone to travel there, uh, exactly, or, or finding VIPs there just isn't, uh, isn't the juice wasn't worth the squeeze, right? So, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah, Jordan, Jordan, love, love Jordan to bits. Like we, we obviously go back. He, um, we started at a similar time. He started in VIP, of course. I started in in support, so we kind of came up together. And then I, of course, moved over to VIP, and we're, you know, we're thick as thieves over there for, for a few years. And and yeah, no, we it it we we both kind of kind of fell into that similar path of being, you know, being DFS sort of OGs, and you know all the hiring and 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 the company not reflecting those values like not not that i think there is a little bit of a misnomer that these sites don't care about dfs at all like obviously that's like obviously it's not true you can't have 
millions and millions and millions of dollars of contests running every single day. You can't have, you know, the CFL achievements out, missions. Like, you can't, like, obviously, it's not like a ghost website that's being run by, like, AI monkeys or whatever. Like, that. that's not <laughs> Not it. yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. And I mean, look, maybe... <laughs> Maybe it does go there, and clearly more of the development and and thought is there on the sportsbook side. I mean, what uh, what was your experience like with, or, or did you have any experience with like the the legal stuff going on, where it was there was you know lobbying and we'd love look uh, look we'd love to be in Massachusetts or whatever, but but we can't get there yet or anything like that. Well, it's funny. It's like now. Uh... It's like this morning I was reading, I was just on LSR, like reading, just reading up on whatever, like whatever's going on lately. Right. And apparently Georgia is advancing both a sports betting bill and a DFS bill in their legislature at the same time. Interesting. Which, so everything has been focused on sports betting legislation lately. Like I couldn't even, I couldn't tell you the last state. I couldn't even name, I couldn't probably even name a state that has passed DFS specific legislation, right? Because it, it doesn't matter. I was No, because it's a... just a gray area. It's just a complete, which like is so counter with like they go, which I think that just lends to politicians don't understand sports any of betting. It. Yeah, they don't understand any of it. So they don't understand sports betting. DFS is far more complicated like the intricacies with you know paramutual wage like getting into that conversation so they 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 couldn't even begin to understand dfs let alone sports betting so it's i just find it interesting that like states states haven't been focused on dfs legislation at all in the last like i think a bunch of states brought it up new york might have ultimately passed something back when well, we had to DK had to leave New York for like eight months or something there. Um, I uh, think of any I, other I was states, just in a but... state that had legal sports betting, but not legal DFS. I was just in Oregon to go ski yeah, for oh, a weekend, gosh. and and I could bet on sports. And you want to know the funniest thing is is that I had to met. Well, I didn't have to. I chose to message DK customer support, and I was like. This is gonna mess with my achievements. I'm missing. I'm missing three <laughs> days of golf and two days of basketball here. You guys gotta. You guys gotta help me out. You guys gotta credit me for this. And they were like, just message us at the end. But you can't. You can't. You can't mess up the achievements, or I'm gonna miss out on like six thousand yeah. tier credits because I was in Oregon. Well, yeah, and listen, hey, listen, those those tier credits are are gold now, right? In terms of getting hitting, hit it. What did you hit for? What did you hit for 2024, right? Did you hit gold or did you hit what's the next one up? Pla platinum, uh, Onyx. There, so that's, that's oh, you hit Onyx. Thing. This is no, I didn't hit Onyx. This, okay. is, my, yeah. this is my biggest complaint with the new yeah. way that they do things is that there used to be a tier in between basically gold and like, like basically there's a tier between grinder and like giga rich person. And now that <laughs> right. tier doesn't, and now that tier doesn't exist. So, right. I, I just have to get gold basically more yeah. or less, which sucks. Right. Yeah, no. So yeah, it's more like I had, I still had to go through licensing. Um, yeah, we can get back on the rewards obviously too. I want to know, at least address, address your, your other question too, but um, with, so it's like D yeah. DFS like complete, 
complete gray area in terms of legal, right? Like just whatever, right? But with sports betting, right? You we know that. Well, and I think that's the when you see all the news now about uh, your underdogs, your prize picks, all the all of them oh, yeah, getting love, kicked I'd out. I'd love to get your thoughts on uh, on on the the force parlay apps and their their legal battle versus DraftKings. Well, yeah, no, exactly. It's it's. I think uh, the mass. Uh, I just yeah again read this morning. The mass AG sent a cease and desist to um, to ten ten of those uh, forced. Um, forced uh forced parlay yeah forced parlay companies yeah your underdogs there were a couple there were a couple of companies i just couldn't even i couldn't even i couldn't even tell you they existed right but right shit like good good for them right um plucky plucky entrepreneurs um uh no but it's you know it goes back to that that game of skill uh kind of uh, topic uh, that we were on a little bit earlier, right? Where these these companies, yeah, they're just trying to position because there is no DFS specific legislation. They try and position their, yeah, their prop, their prop app, their prop parlay app as fantasy because it's fantasy because legal the, and more places. yeah because fantasy because fantasy is legal and these and these states just unwittingly just I don't think really. They just turned a blind eye or just didn't care or they didn't understand probably all of the above for a while. And then, and now you have your sports book operators being like, oh, hey, but you know, they're, they're, they're not, you know, this isn't, this isn't, uh, this isn't fantasy as, as it exists, right. In, in our, in our convention, right. So they're, you know, they're sounding the alarm on, on, um, on your underdogs and your prize picks and, and yeah, the like states are actually starting to listen and, and well, and, uh, and again, to give, to give more credit to, to Jason Robbins and, and uh, <laughs> his friends. I mean, it is uh, th- that is to knowing when to lean on the throat of your opposition and knowing when and how you can win. And, and, you know, they develop this pick six game to basically say, you know, this is not us just blowing smoke. We actually do think that these are two separate entities, you know, and, and you, if you want to do the pick six, you have to download a whole separate app the yep. same way it is with the sports book. And you can, so you can go to some clueless Floridian state Senator and be like, look, it's three separate apps. So that means it's three different things. And that's right. something that their brain can comprehend. That's, yeah. No, that's yeah, that's it. Like that's all it takes for them. Right. So that'll be, which what? So now, now your your underdogs and your prize picks and and you know all your other um, your sleepers, your booms, they're gonna have to go through sportsbook like licensing uh, regulation and go through go through that process, right? Which is which is not which is time consuming and expensive and tough shit. For uh, you'll see you'll see some of those. Some of those fall by the wayside. Obviously, underdog probably not super concerned with like that's that's just a they're a very well run company. They obviously have um, they have a bigger a bigger well I don't want to say a bigger product, but it's a it's a it's a viable standalone product in best ball that that is obviously growing. Um, but yeah, no, there there that'll be something those those companies those operators will have to 
contend with and basically just announce like, Hey, we're sports books. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, sorry, that's sorry. I think that that's like sort of the, the plan, you know, but there, there needs to be an intermediate customer acquisition step there, uh, which, which goes, you know, which kind of goes in between, I guess. So I don't, I actually don't even know this. When did you leave DraftKings? When was your, when was your, your last day in the office? May, May 20, May of 22. May of 22. So you yeah. were, you had been there for rolling out these, these sports books all across the country, basically. Right. And, and especially with, I mean, with, with my role, like, oh, like in terms of being in that DFS space, all of these, all of these new states. Yeah. We were obviously going to acquire, DK was going to acquire new customers, but, you know, we owned all of those legacy DFS relationships. And of course, a lot of those guys, a lot of those guys were gonna, we're gonna transition. Right. And, and I mean, yeah, in terms of like DFS, like future, right. Is it, I always think about like, what's the, yeah. What's, what's, what's your end? projection for what the future of daily fantasy sports is? I mean, I don't think NFL, something like NFL, they've just grown they have so many products like NFL, NFL is a different beast altogether. Like I don't see NFL DFS going away. Right. Like that's. Yeah. People um, love it. Yeah. Like edge, no edge. It doesn't matter. Right. Like people are still going to play um, regardless, regardless of who you are, casual all the way up. Um, your MLBs and NBAs are, are, are probably in trouble in terms of keeping those, at least keeping keeping the robust prize pools, you know, yeah, that's just that's just reality, right? Like there's just a cannibalization that's going to happen, especially when you get what Cal. I mean, it's California, it's Florida, and it's Texas, and that'll be the with those. I don't think it's it's I don't think it's one, but it's probably all three. And and when all three happens, and and you know, you have all those all those you know casual DFS players or casual VIP DFS players if they're maybe playing like one five 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 entry a night um as well, right? Um moving them over to a sports book. That's that's obviously gonna be the goal. And I mean yeah that was the, I, I I assume by the end the last six months of you working there was messaging people who were crushing DFS <laughs> and being like, look dude, I can get you a pretty good deal <laughs> over on the sport, you know, we'll, we'll give you a $5,000 free bet. We will give you, uh, you know, 20% rake back, like whatever over on the sports book is, is, and then, you know, one first taste is free, right? <laughs> no, it's funny. Um, you, I would always joke with, and of course I had, you know, I knew, I knew from like, you know, McLovin and, and Chipoy and, and whistles, you know, the, like basically the robots, um, down to, you know, down to more casual VIP, um, customer. Right. So I knew from sh sharp as you can get all the way down to like, yeah, like perfect sports book 
type of customer eventually. Right. right? And I would always joke with some of, some of the guys you get to, you get to know plenty of them and then build, build relationship. And it's like the best, the best customer for DraftKings was always, Hey, go win a milli on, go bink a milli. Win, win a million dollars in in the summer, uh, major league baseball millionaire that we do twice a year. And then start betting the Dodgers minus one eighty every single yep. night. You are it's you are my ideal customer. Just exactly like because you're still we're still gonna we're still gonna churn you over on rake on the DFS side of things, but but you're a winner, so you could go and lose fifty, a hundred. What I go, I mean, shit. At the end of the year, at the end of the year, tax harvest, right? You might might as well might as well dump. Uh, you just won a million in October. You were down. 300k uh going um uh before that right so now you're up 700k probably need to uh harvest some of those some of those winnings and 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 dump some back uh dump some back to uh to negate to negate that tax bill right so yeah like yeah any everyone knows anything you lose anything you lose uh the last week in december is not actually losing it's it's just writing it off at your tax bill every exactly yeah exactly so no so yeah you're 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 right though like and at a certain point i mean especially with those with those with the top end the top end dfs pros like that's a mutually their relationship with DraftKings is mutually beneficial right it's like they are, they are making money off, you know, the rest of the, of off the of the other users on the site, and they're also the, paying a ton in rake, and they're right. keeping contests open. You know, you you need exactly you need the one hundred and fifty maxers to run a millionaire maker. You're not you're not right. you're not ever going to fill it with a bunch of guys entering one team. Uh, something I I had not considered though was. If they're if they're a DFS to sportsbook guy instead of just a sportsbook guy, is you are are uh, I would imagine at some point going to run into an uncomfortable conversation where, you know, McLovin, Chipotle Bros, whoever, Osmo, whatever, they're they're beating the sportsbook. Is you're you're trying to get them over there and they they come in with I assume no limits or relatively high limits. And they're they're beating your NBA lines. They're 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 betting player props. They're getting ten percent closing line value consistently. Yeah. And you are having to say, well, thank you for coming over to the sports book, but actually, we don't want you to bet that much money on the sports book anymore. Yeah, that's it. Was, I yeah, I mean, it happened a lot, right? Like when you when you start to bring on enough states, right? It's like. Um, you know, awesome, right? Awesome is probably the best example, right? Cause he, cause he's, um, he's, he's public about it and, and he has fun with it too. So just, just an, an incredible individual, Alex Baker, right? Like we can all, we can all admit that, um, <laughs> a real grinder. It's just, <laughs> true, truly. Um, but no, yeah, like, um, I got really close with what giant giant squid and and if any if anyone out there's no knows giant squid um basically basically a robot like he's he looks like a meathead but he's one of the smartest one of the smartest people you'd ever meet and um and what we we first uh we first got to know each other in Boston he lived around here he moved to New Hampshire and he's like oh uh you know been been trying to get on the sports book cuz the sports book in New Hampshire um, right. And it's just like, 
I'd I'd love to bet, but you limited my lines to uh, you know ten ten dollars ten dollars a bet typically, right? So yeah, like that's that's just a no that's a no win scenario, right? Like you you what do what do you what can you possibly say, right? To to overcome that, like hey, congratulations, you are one of the sharpest people on our website and and we can't um, limit you on dfs so i guess you you get right. to go back there i guess uh so this is probably happens less there but it's like are you getting hit up like hey can you message the risk management team and tell them to let me bet five hundred dollars on a game instead of ten hundred or or maybe it's not even done at that level you know maybe uh, it's it's automated and and there's just you know i i, I don't I actually don't know how that works for for dk they well, so they might have it might have changed uh at some point, right? Because so for the first the first couple years of of online sports book for DraftKings, right? They used uh they used Canby um to to provide their lines, right? And then uh after which obviously uh the the whole SPAC going public was with SB Tech, right? Um, so eventually they integrated off of Canby and onto that propri- more proprietary like trading technology. So then they could, so beforehand it was, it was probably Canby saying, okay, hey, no, we, we, we can't, this action is, um, you know, this action is sharp. They're going to beat us over the long term. Um, you know, we're, yeah, no, we're going to, we're going to lower them to X, Y, or Z where then before or then afterwards, right. It moves, it moves in house. So, um, yeah. Um, and, and what that, that integration, uh, I feel like that integration was done before I left, but, but I feel like they've, they've probably also, um, evolved some of those, like, I, I, I'm not. I don't think you can just go message someone on trading and be like, no, I swear. Like he's, he's good for it. He's, he's not going to, he's not going to beat us. Like, you know, I swear, but it's like, all right, well, no. Like if someone, if someone has this consistent, consistent, um, then we're not uh, just going to give them, we're not just going to give them an opportunity to make, uh, to make a living off of us. And I mean, uh, to be fair, there is a, there's a big difference in what, DraftKings is trying to accomplish with their sports book versus like what Circa is trying Circa. to accomplish with their sports book. Like it's all, it's all a little bit different. We've talked about this stuff a ton on, um, on the show where it's like, I, I obviously think it is unfair that sports books can take as much money from you as they want. You can deposit whatever your state maximum thing. I mean, some States, uh, I think you can only deposit like $10,000 a month maximum and they can take all of that if you lose, but they can say you can't win more than 500 bucks at a time from us. Like it's obviously unfair, but from a DraftKings perspective, I I guess the, the one pushback you would have is it behooves DraftKings to have the most accurate lines possible. Right. And to, to get the most accurate lines possible, you do need to get some sharp action to have an idea of what other people's models and stuff are saying about your lines. Right. No, I know what it's the, the Billy Walters clip from, I think, I think Circa posted it. Uh, that's been going around the last couple of days. Right. And, and yeah, it's like, you wait, what did he say? I think he's like you, in terms of NFL, right. You, um, you wait, you take, 
you take action until well now now I think I'm just I'm, I think I'm just boggling up what he said but um you take action until what Wednesday or Thursday and then you can start setting um a limit because right. you know you can you can set okay you can see what that action has um has laid out in terms of of line movement right and then you can actually hone in on okay what do we want uh, a limit to be on and like he obviously was was super um uh super complimentary of circa and became being that they they do offer those those high limits right which yeah like and and again i mean i guess like not to care i'm not going to carry dk's water in this in this instance i'm not gonna it's it's early right like maybe and well i'd like to get your thoughts on like yeah is exchange does it is exchange betting ever gonna ever gonna be a thing in the U.S.? I just don't. I think that I think that it has the same basic flaw that any good idea like this has, which is just like the the guy that you want to be exchange betting against is never going to get on the exchange. The guy you want the 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 guy who just bets on his favorite team bets a hundred bucks on his favorite team on a Sunday is never getting on Betfair or whatever and right. and doing. And he's not gonna he's not gonna go through whatever hurdle he wants to click on his app he wants to click he wants to log in he wants to click two buttons and he wants to bet on his team so like sure maybe it will exist to some degree the way that high stakes poker exists you know like a lot of guys would love to play 100 200 no limit against dumb idiot french businessmen or whatever but there aren't too many of those guys that exist that will actually play against you. If you want to play high stakes poker, you're, you're probably playing against another reg. Most of the time. Right. I, I think that is probably the way that it trends, you know, most, most yeah, likely that makes sense. Or it's like, or it's McLovin sitting in a 10 K head to head lobby. Exactly. Right? It's like you, why would you, unless you really feel like lighting money on fire, why would you go in on, on, on that side that, that isn't being posted in a, on an exchange. Right. Um, no. So, and, and yeah, again, like, yeah, like it's America, right? Like they're going to be doing, they're big, they're going to be doing as much as possible to make, uh, to make a profit. And I feel like that, I mean, Hey, in terms of maximizing shareholder value, they've, they've done well in that the last year. Right. Um, but, yeah, like oh, maybe maybe, maybe it's an early. Is... It's early. Like they have time yeah. to evolve. Like that's I'll, I'll at least try and play devil's advocate in terms of, you know, the company is twelve years old at this point. They're gonna evolve and and hopefully one day evolve into, you know, once they get that right fit and and all of you know basically all of the country has activated sportsbook. Um, maybe they start, maybe they start dealing in, in, um, kind of what Circa, uh, what Circa deals with, but eh, profits, man, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I, just what you were talking, I was thinking one possible outcome could be exchanges exist, but the books act as an intermediary where right. I can, they can, I can lay go off in on, action. on DraftKings they can lay on or whatever, action. and I can say, I would like to bet $100 on the Chiefs versus the Raiders at 
this money line price. Can you find someone to buy this for me? And you get 2% of that or, or whatever. Um, right. That, that feels not imminent, but possible. You know, I wouldn't have thought a DraftKings would ever have a forced parlay game. And here we are. So like if, if you, if you can get a little bit of rake from a lot, a lot, a lot of people, it, it might be worth it to build. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And, and, uh, what was the last point on that? Yeah, no, I mean, at, at what point then do our books, um, like arbing on, on exchanges at that point, right. On arbing on other exchanges, right. Like laying off some of their action on other exchanges. I mean, that, that's probably way down the line in terms of legalities and, and regulations, but that's another just sort of iteration, uh, to it as well right yeah all right let's uh let's do this real quick here before we before we get out of it um why does DraftKings hate me and my rewards what well really more than that why do they change the rewards program every single year what is the what is the benefit of changing it literally every year why why does this happen in in terms of right so we went back to what end of 21 that sort of first iteration of the new rewards right so now at the end of each year they're going and basically hacking up something else right whether it's uh the tier whether it's the crown accrual became more tier credits at the end of 22 then end of 23 brought you know no chests uh achievements were were severely neutered so essentially yeah, yeah every year in this new system they keep chopping, they keep chopping something off. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like I, I assume it has to do with, with crowns. Like, I just think there's, there has to be a, there has to be an exposure, some type of liability with all the crowns that were out there. And that would mean that 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 basically there's basically dormant crowns out there that there's right. there's some number that they have and they're like holy shit we have six billion dollars of liability and crowns out there and we cannot possibly keep adding on I mean obviously it wouldn't be six billion but it could be a lot I mean it could so, be a lot of yeah. unspent crowns out there yeah right right so that's I mean that's speculation but like that in terms of the specifically the moving from crowns to these tier credits right that might explain away some of that because now folks aren't just folks aren't you know accruing nearly as many crowns right and it's like they have which is funny because they have they have some of those really cool like make your own experiences now um which i still think they do i mean i haven't looked in like those little rewards yeah i mean they used portals. to they used to offer uh they used to offer a trip to the moon and then i think probably someone got enough crowns to redeem for that so they were like we gotta we gotta take that out we can't right. we can't offer no, that anymore. right exactly exactly to get uh get on get on what bezos's fucking shuttle or something yeah you get on uh, you get on you get on the the bezos shuttle you get on the red bull shuttle and you go up to the moon that's what that's what they were offering um no but well and it's so we look at to they that in the last what a couple quarters i think it was q3 they started showing profitability q4 i think was profitable but the earnings just came out for q no that was just they just did q4 earnings right so profitability it seems like it came it came on pretty and, and i know obviously adding massachusetts 
and what was the other Ohio? I think they added in 23, right? So those are a couple pretty lofty states to add to your to your sports book um uh portfolio. So but but maybe some of that profitability is derives from what they've done with some of these rewards programs. Like is that um I'm, I'm kind of connecting some dots and speculating a little bit there too, but bottom line like bottom line when you start when you take out some of those some of those some of that crown liability uh all right so you guys heard mpk spend all your crowns get it done and if we <laughs> all get our crowns to zero by 2025 maybe we will get the return of good because tier credits are unspendable right tier credits are only um a internal tracking mechanism effectively so I believe so Trade it all in. Get rid of your crowns. Get your crowns to zero, and maybe we will get some good rewards. Uh, and obviously, if anyone um, from DraftKings is listening to this, if you want an outside consult on the rewards program and a way to reward the mid-tier grinders who are on your your website every single day and and want you to succeed and have a, a, a mutual interest in doing that, feel free to email me. I would love to give you my thoughts on on a, a, a good reward system. Uh, man. Thank you for thank you for joining me. That was uh that was awesome. That was a great conversation. Yeah, had a blast. No, no, it's uh like I'm I'm yeah, I'm I'm working kind of a corporate working stiff now, but like these these type of things are are a lot of fun. Like I'm I'm certainly open to to getting back into this into this world, but man, it's it's fun just to kind of like look on from the outside and and laugh. Uh troll uh make fun you know all the above right um but conversations like this i i i'm happy to have with pretty much anyone because they're just a lot of fun yeah all right uh guys we're gonna go ahead and get out of here i will be back next week thanks to mpk for joining us and i'll see y'all then across america bp supports more than two hundred and seventy-five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Mm-hmm.